Is the world nearing financial collapse? Goldman Sachs publicly talks about the future of Bitcoin, the SEC delays Bitcoin ETF proposals again, and Elon Musk has voiced his support for a pro-crypto candidate for president. China's central bank is close to launching its own cryptocurrency, and we're certain you'll want to know which legendary athlete is choosing blockchain for his new venture. Here's a hint. His name rhymes with Bike Smyson. Are you finding everything okay? Well, you will after this really bad news episode number 296 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. The news might be bad, but we're pretty good. I don't know, Mr. Joe Calm. It's pretty stupidless. We're going to be talking about the blockchains. What is, what is that? It's Mike Tyson. We're talking about him. It's Bikes Mason. <laughs> Bikes <Lisa>? Bike Mason. <laughs> yeah, my other potential hint for who it was was uh, he bites off his competitors' ears. It's very tasty. I don't know if you haven't had any ear before, Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe Khan, but it's very tasty. I'm sorry for Evander Holyfield. I told him I was really sorry about it, but he's still punching me in my nose. <laughs> That's not bad. That's you. You pulled that uh, that impression out of your arse right there. It's yeah. the Bad Crypto Podcast, making crypto easy to understand and fun. Because whether the markets are up or the markets are down, you got to smile. Life is short. Carpe diem. It's not all about money. And so, whatever whatever the news is, let's have a good time. Yeah, the world is ending. The world economic is, you know, the, the world economy is collapsing. But hey, let's smile about it. It's uh, it's like the meme with the dog where everything's burning it's around. Fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. Maybe that should be the cover it's for uh, for this particular oh, yeah. episode. You know, maybe we should, we should put that little dog there. And everything is fine. Uh, if you are following our sponsor, Nasgo, Nasgo.com, the go daddy of the blockchains. Who's your daddy? Nasgo is your go daddy of blockchains. Tokenize your business. No coding required these guys have the easiest and simplest and fastest solution for businesses to get on to blockchain they've got an easy to use nasgo wallet all the tools that you need without costing you a fortune because nobody wants to spend a fortune we want to make a fortune in crypto they have the essential foundation you need database writing network communication encryption it's all there we feature them on bad crypto number 282 go to badco.in forward slash 282 visit nasgo.com today do it and checking in on coingecko.com our favorite place to check all of the things for the cryptos and the market caps and the prices and the circulating supply and a lot of other things if you haven't bookmarked coingecko.com it should be your first stop right there on the web bitcoin Time stamped for Wednesday, the 14th of August, recording this in Orlando at 4.07 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin's 10,165. Ethereum taken a precipitous tumble this last 24 hours down to 187. XRP, down, he has down 18% in the last seven days. I know. Sucks. Everything's down. Uh, XRP. Ripple is at 26.5 cents. Bcash 313. Litecoin 76. Binance 27. EOS 364. Also, big tumble tether. Hanging tough. 99.9 cents. And uh, Bitcoin SV 142. Cardano 
Mm. You know who has had the worst week this week in the top 20? It looks like it's Tezos. Mm. Tezos has had a really bad week down, almost 22%. That is not a good week for Tezos. This is Tezos. bad news. This is it. It's just not, you know, it's a crypto going down week. And I think a lot of it might have to do with what's happening in the economy right now, Mr. Travis, right? There I think are, it's possible. There are some scary times afoot. And I don't know, you know, to pretend to understand that I'm an economist and understand the reasons, but this story on CNBC says main yield curve inverts as two-year yield tops 10-year rate, triggering recession warning. You know, this is a problem. It says a recession occurs on average 22 months following such an inversion. Uh, and so this is the last time that this inversion happened was in December 2005, two years before the recession brought on the, by the financial crisis. Now, this is what happens when you have a fiat currency and inflation. And over time, eventually, those those currencies become devalued to the point where hyperinflation occurs. And, you know, if you look, if you look, one of the first ones that I remember researching about was in like the 1920s when the Reichsmark, the German Reichsmark, did hyperinflation and then and then they ended up having to create a new currency. And it's happened to most every major country. So far, it's not happened to America. And we we referenced there was a book called um, the what was it the biggest bubble or something like that the bubble. Um, I like bubbles. You like bubbles. The, what is it? The biggest, the the world's biggest bubble. I don't know. Where biggest, a book. The biggest, the best. The bubbles, bubble. the bigger bubble, and boom, bubbles, and bubbles. Is uh, the clown? Is that Mike Tyson? Is the clown? His name's Bubbles, and I'm blowing bubbles over here. Um, but uh, no. So the what was the name of that book? I don't know. The Everything Bubble. The Everything Bubble. Oh, Mr. Joe Com. Bubble Bubble. Was bubble. that a video game? Mm -hmm. bubble, bubble Bubble. But yeah. So bubbles pop. This is the biggest bubble because all of those other debts have now been placed into this largest bubble. So all of the all of the financial debt from the financial crisis in 2008, you know, the same bubble from 2000 with the tech bubble and all these bubbles and this, the housing bubble, they're all put into this one big bubble now, and eventually it's going to pop. And what happens when it pops? It's a bubble man. inception. Well, didn't I, I told you yesterday we were talking in, in Argentina, they're, it's collapsing. They had like a 50% decrease in the value of their currency. Overnight. Overnight. 50% value decrease overnight which means if you went to go buy some gas for three for two dollars and fifty cents today that's going to cost you basically five dollars that would suck well the president is responding saying he, he's tweeting that the problem is with the fed He's blaming the Federal Reserve for um, this yield curve inversion, and he actually tweeted to the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, calling him clueless and in all caps said, crazy inverted yield curve. But he also says, we're going to win. I like winning. Crazy inverted yield yield curve. That clueless the down, down 800 points. Oh, man. And, and so how does this affect the crypto market? I'm thinking that, you know, the fear which we heard again today at Podcast Movement is one of our primary emotions, triggers people selling because they're afraid, this guy is falling, I'm going to take my money out, which I think also bodes, you know, for, for crypto initially. Mm -hmm. you, gotta, you know, it's not a bad thing to, to peel off a little bit. 
I mean, here we are. I mean, think about where we were in February when Bitcoin was at $3,200. Here we are at $10,000 right now, which is 3x that price, right? A little over 3x. And so, you know, people are pulling out some profits. You know, it, it makes sense to me, um, you know, but if this thing, it, what would be really crazy is if the whole global economy crashes, like some people are saying that it could happen, like, what is that even going to do? That's like, I mean, it's just this unknown, uncharted territories. Well, here's a tweet from Max Kaiser on this article from News BTC, which uh, the headline is Bitcoin becomes a better hedge as U.S. national debt hits $22.5 trillion. And Max, uh, who we'd like to have on the show again, Max, if you'll schedule something, please, has tweeted. He owes you $20. But he does. He's never going to pay me back, though. He just likes to shred people's dirty fiat. Yeah. He said bond prices are hitting highs not seen in 3,000 years. That's right. The bond bubble is hitting a 3,000-year high. When it pops, more than $150 trillion gets wiped out. Hashtag Bitcoin. Hashtag gold. And by the way, gold and silver are the only things showing green today with, with gold at about $1,515 an ounce and silver at about 17 and a quarter an ounce, which is highs from where it's been the last year or so. The bond bubble, the 3,000 year high when it pops more than $150 trillion gets wiped out. I just, that is, I just read that. That is huge. Bubble, bond bubble. The top pop. That's so crazy. So yep. he's saying Bitcoin is a better hedge. Bitcoin has a lot going for it when considered as a hedge against monumental debt and devaluation of fiat currencies with its finite supply, upcoming having event, mathematical integrity, immunity from political and banking systems, and a growing mainstream and institutional interest. BTC could be the place to go when the economies of the world start to crumble. So maybe don't sell your Bitcoin. Maybe don't peel some off, man. This could be the thing that, that takes Bitcoin up to ridiculous prices. Could be. We don't really know. Don't know. But but meanwhile, major uh, financial institutions are talking about Bitcoin, Goldman Sachs is speaking out and they have issued a Bitcoin target, which uh, is a short term target of 13,971. And then if they see that, it would mark what they call a double top and could go even higher than that. So now we have one of the major financial institutions, big banks, Goldman Sachs, is issuing a target price that is higher than where Bitcoin is now. So are they finally, you know, we know that um, J, uh, uh, what is it? JP, what's this? Jamie Diamond? Yeah, yeah, Jamie Diamond, sorry, had, you know, originally said that, um, you know, Bitcoin was poison. And then to discover that JP Morgan is working on their own crypto, Right. Uh, they're changing their tune because I feel like they have no choice. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin seems to be unstoppable. Well, earlier this year, J.P. Morgan analysts, they said that Bitcoin has intrinsic value, which seems to go against what Jamie Demon thought earlier about the project. But then they are building their own crypto projects and stuff. And so, you know, there you go there. When Goldman Sachs and these companies are telling you, hey, Bitcoin is bullish on the short term, maybe in the medium term. Also, it could hit almost $14,000. Let's see. Bitcoin did go up to almost 12000 
almost just just shy it was like 11 9 something and then oh, now maybe not we're gonna come back down it tested 12 it failed at 12 it tested 11 and it stuck there for a little bit and now we're going to be testing 10 again to see if it can hold above there now i i think it's going to uh, go below 10 and it might by the time you guys hear this episode uh, i don't think it's going to stay there long i just i feel like there's enough confidence and it wouldn't surprise me in with the stock market falling so much if there was a sudden run mm-hmm. in Bitcoin back up over 11 or well, so. Well, you know, with the stock market going down, people getting out of the stock market and selling and people pouring more money into Bitcoin because here's Goldman Sachs saying this is something to do to hedge your bet. You know, maybe a run starts happening. More and more people start taking their money out of the stock market, start putting it more into golden silver and bitcoin well a lot of times you pull money at stock market and you stay liquid in cash but if the financial systems are collapsing and fiat currency is worth less and less you wouldn't want to be in cash either Mm -hmm. so where you know where do people go when traditional investments fail they typically move to precious metals Mm -hmm. and bitcoin is the new digital gold yeah so you know that's what's so interesting is that we've never we've never seen something of this potential caliber 3000 year high 150 trillion that those numbers are just astronomical and historically unprecedented type of of potential bubble bursting like we have never seen the likes of something like this and so it's even hard to to visualize or even fantasize about what could happen or how it's going to go down or you know if the global global economy start tanking and then things start getting crazy in the inner cities and you know the bitcoin bitcoin becomes a safe haven but then what if the emp happens and then you know you know electronic oh manual, like, it's crazy i mean things go down seriously in these cities and things start going crazy what what do they do? They want to they want to quell the violence and they want to control people and you know God, it's just it's just unknown. This like, is the really bad news edition, Travis. You're like you're bumming me out now, dude. I'm sorry. I feel sad. <laughs> I need I need some. That's good another news. one of the emotions that we're tugging on. In fact, uh, I feel so sad. I'm going to kill this next story. I don't want to talk about the the president making an example of BTCE. Forget it. This is not good either, but the IRS warnings to Bitcoin traders offer clues to coming tax guidance. So we talked about this briefly before, but the IRS sent warning letters to 10,000 traders before that. I think they were probably people they found on Coinbase that had traded a certain amount of crypto through 2017 i did not get a letter i did not trade that much crypto Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in 2017 and we're waiting tax guidance right so what is going to happen with crypto are they going to change how they're handling are they going to change and modify how crypto to crypto works what about for um spending crypto is that going to change i don't know so come on irs just like say it or spill it do the deed. And if you, you know, that's what some of the folks have said. You know what? Screw that. We're moving to Puerto Rico where it doesn't matter. All you got to do is pay 4% on your taxes. That's why a lot of people in crypto, big people, especially those whales have moved to Puerto Rico due to the tax law. But it's a, it, it definitely is interesting. And, and there's been no guidance since 2014 on this. And this space has grown so significantly in the five years that, you know, it's time that they put out some new guidance. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And along the lines, also waiting on the SEC, you know, we've been waiting now for over a year for them to provide decisions on ETFs. We've got a number of companies that have proposed various ETFs, in this case, uh, Bitwise Asset Management, VanEck, SolidX, and Wilshire Phoenix, all fi- filed with exchanges, uh, NYSE ARCA, and Did CPO. Gemini also, the Winklevoss? Yep, they, they were, you know, they were turned down for now. And so now final decisions on two of them are expected October 13th and 18th, respectively, and another one on September 29th. But they're just, you know, why are they taking so long to make a decision and say, this is what this is? Well, it seems like they want to get it right. So they want to make the right decision. So maybe that's why they're taking a long time to do that. When does the government ever get it right? That's true. They can't even protect, um, you know, the top prisoner in the whole system. <laughs> they can't even protect that person from killing themselves. And so, yeah. What name one thing that the government does better than the private sector? You know, that's a, it's a, such a it's such a great point. And and then there's there's folks out there on Mil- the military. Military does pretty good. Yeah. Well, they're. They're really good at winning wars. Yeah, you can't have a private sector military. You couldn't. Right? Mm -hmm. we got to hire, you know, that's mercenaries. Mm -hmm. We're going to hire and build an army that we're going to send to war on behalf of the country. That wouldn't work. Well, you know, that's what they had prior to World War II was that, oh, we need to go to a war. Well, hey, let's let's, 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 just recruit people and they would go. Get your fork. Let's go. Well, you know, a lot of folks talk about, you know, you're hearing a lot about this, you know, if you're watching the... The, the presidential debates, right, talking about socialism a lot. And people are like, we need socialism. Everybody needs to have the same thing. But there's a big problem with that. We, You just basically mentioned, what does government do well? What industry does government do well that the private sector can't do? Nothing. And when you have socialism, basically you have governmental monopoly on all industries. On everything. We need you to fix things. You know what? Get up and fix your own stuff. Fix your own community. Fix your own city, your own state, and don't depend on the government. You know, I, 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 but I'm on the other side, too. I'm saying that crony capitalism, which is what we have a lot of, doesn't work either. Nope. And so that's why I do think that crypto, blockchain, and these smart contracts, right, could eliminate a lot of the graft and a lot of the corruption that runs in a lot of this stuff. So, you know, maybe what happens is we end up having some crazy reboot with the economy, and what evolves from that is blockchain based transparency where a lot of the graft and the lobbyists and all that stuff can get eliminated in the ideal world yeah which obviously what we have is a people problem y'all are the problem oh wait i'm a people too you're people and so are you okay we're all the problem Uh, meanwhile craig wright back in the news there's an ongoing lawsuit between uh, mr wright and the climate estate remember when we interviewed craig uh, he indicated that he was, in no uncertain terms, Satoshi Nakamoto, but it might not have just been him. It could have also been his uh, his partner, which was uh, David Kleiman. And David Kleiman is, has passed away, and his estate is is suing Mr. Wright for uh, the, the Bitcoin that is a, a 1.1 million cash of Bitcoin. So if he was truly satoshi nakamoto they're they're suing for this bitcoin and they're saying that he has forged some messages that's crazy 
And, and again, he's not related to me at all. No, he would be he would be Craig wrong. Not good. Not good. Well, I mean, if you guys had listened to our previous episode where we talked about who is the real Satoshi Nakamoto, there are some really interesting theories about who that guy is. Paul LaRue is a really interesting uh, criminal mastermind guy that he was mentioned in a unredacted footnote in the Craig Wright case, which sent people down that rabbit trail and turns out that Craig Wright and Kleiman actually had business dealings with this guy. And it looks like that guy most likely is potentially the Satoshi, but who knows? But Craig Wright says he is, but then here it is. This is all fraudulent information. So man, it just seems to get deeper and deeper with Mr. Craig Wright. Meanwhile, you mentioned the the debates earlier and how many of these candidates are talking up socialism, which I just think is absolutely insane because it is a um, philosophy that's never worked anywhere, right? What is the definition of insanity? Well, the colloquial definition is repeating the same thing again and again, expecting different results. The only time that it remotely actually worked was Libya. Like Libya had all these gold vaults and, you know, and, and, um, people, you know, we went after, we went after him and, and kicked him out of office, but man, like he had such gold reserves and all that oil that they had. And he basically gave everyone free homes and like tree electricity, free college. And they had the largest underground aquifer of fresh water in Africa and he was getting ready to create a gold-backed currency for all of Africa to unite all of Africa, and then he gets wiped out, right? But that was mm. the only time that I've seen throughout civilization in in my research that socialism did work, and so that's interesting. Everywhere else I've seen it's not worked, and it's it's been very bad because the the thing is, is that everybody complains about the government and then but you want to give the government ultimate control with socialism like that doesn't work because look at how corrupt people are on the right and on the left man it's like you can't trust them you can't trust politicians because people who want to be politicians normally are so power hungry that their empathy and their caring for other people go away because they're so selfish and they they want the power for themselves and then you place the largest country, one of the largest countries, in the, their largest economy in the world under socialism, but powered by the government, right? And the government, oh, by the way, they take away everybody's weapons. Like, that's exactly what happened in Venezuela. Take away their weapons, implement socialism, their economy crashes, and then the government starts shooting the citizens. Well, here, here's what's crazy about this. And, uh, you know, close your ears if you don't want to hear politics, okay? This is just, this is real stuff. This is not right or left Democrat, Republican. This no. is just ideology. But but the same people that are, and I'm talking about a small group of people that actually are this, uh, you know, off kilter to say this, mm -hmm. but the same people that are calling Trump Hitler are saying that we should, he should, you know, sign an order to take guns away from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird here it's do, do the very thing that you know we don't want you to do because we think if you do that you're going to become a tyrant and a dictator and mm -hmm. it's insane so i bring up the presidential debates because um a, a um, entrepreneur who you all know mr elon musk has declared his support for andrew yang he is the democratic presidential candidate that is very pro cryptocurrency also says that there should be a minimum uh, basic income of a thousand dollars a month 
to each American. Mm-hmm. So he's spending. I'd say I don't get that. I, I don't understand. Well, I mean, I think about it like this too, though, is that I I don't I don't dislike this guy. I think of all of the Democratic candidates, he's the one that that at least is is makes them. He's the most sane. He means well. He he definitely means well. I like the guy. I think Andrew Yang has got a lot of potential. Uh, now, when we talk about a universal basic income, there will be a time, Mr. Joel Com, that this is necessary. There's no way around it when we're talking about the automation of everything, driving jobs going away, fast food jobs going away, jobs retail have gone away jobs before. going away. Jobs have gone away before. It used to be everybody was a farmer, mm-hmm. and that's how they made their money, and the right. industrial age came. Right. And and people found, oh, they, they were needed right. to, to do other things. And then the Internet, you know, technology age came and we didn't need the same industry. And and now we're in the, you know, a service age. And people are, you know, now you can make money driving a car, walking somebody's dog, like, you know, more money than you would have made mm-hmm. before doing that. Don't you think that. As a society, we're going to be able to transition to new ways of doing things without I think saying definitely here, going to be we're going to pay everybody a salary. New ways of doing things. I do believe that there will definitely be new ways of doing things. Are we out of innovation? Is it is it done? Oh, there's no more jobs to do mm-hmm. because the robots are flipping your burgers now. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing is that you have you have politicians say demanding, oh, well, we need to increase the, the minimum wage to $15. And then what ends up happening in those cities is that restaurants close and uh, this happened this happened in New York is that all the prices of all the menus have increased and that enraged everyone and so you know and then what happens is it's like oh we want $15 minimum wage and then they set up these kiosks in fast food restaurants right so when you force an economy on people the 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 free markets take over still free markets are a force that can't be forced they manage themselves. That's why the free market supply and demand. But when you enforce a minimum wage, then businesses go, well, guess what? We can have, you know, machines take your orders cheaper and those people lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. And so now we're, we're responsible. You're responsible as a taxpayer to make sure that your success becomes their success. Mm. It's interesting. I just do think that, you know, hopefully with the new wave of technology, 5G, you know, AI, machine learning, uh, all that stuff, AR, VR, hopefully new jobs are going to be created at an adequate pace. But like, what kind of advice would you give Mr. Joel Com to somebody who's graduating high school today? Like my son, he's graduating high school this year. What kind of advice are, are you going to Same advice gonna... I would always give. I would say, figure out what you're passionate about, what you're good at, what, what you want to do and pursue knowledge and education and do something with it, take steps towards that. I'm not saying get a college education, even mm-hmm. that, that only matters if you're going to be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, hopefully a good one, a nuclear physicist, whatever professional, but you certainly don't need a degree for gender studies or sociology. You know, uh, there's just, there's, there's no jobs for that. Develop a real world skill, find out what need in others you can meet with your skills and that's where you can make money. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Right on. That's my advice right there, Mr. Travis. Right. But meanwhile, Elon Musk says Bitcoin structure is brilliant. He's endorsing Andrew Yang. And uh, so the question that this article in Bitcoinist.com poses is 
can Elon Musk and Andrew Yang catalyze Bitcoin adoption? Mm-hmm. Possibly. I mean, that's certainly a good thing to come right. out of it. For sure. I think about this, though. I look. I like to look at the positive side of this thing. Say Yang becomes president and probably creates a USD token of some sort, right? And there would be a universal basic income with a cryptocurrency that was created by the U.S. government, right? That's like, so they're not creating you know, $100 bills out of thin air and sending everybody 10 each month. They're creating a cryptocurrency with a value and an economy around it that uh, that can facilitate itself because more and more and impl- more and more people in re- retail places around the world would accept that particular currency. And so a UBI is possible if with a crypto asset, I think that, you know, demonetizing or devaluing our currency or debasing the value of our currency by giving everybody $12,000 every single year is not smart, but a crypto asset could be a very viable uh, potential solution. You could be right about that. We'll see. Uh, You know, earlier in the show, you mentioned that the one uh, crypto that took the biggest hit this week is Tezos. And uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a self-amending cryptographic ledger. It achieves consensus not just about the state of the ledger, but about the state of its own protocol. And it's risen up into the top 20 here the last few months, T-E-Z-O-S. And the news from our sponsor, eToro, is that they have now announced support for trading Tezos on the eToro platform. So this provides users with access to the world's first self-amending cryptocurrency it amends itself and we want to thank our sponsor eToro for um for being a sponsor of bad crypto we like this app and as soon as mr travis wright has his account approved we are going to have a little friendly competition by the way i'm already down a bunch because i didn't know you didn't invest your money yet and i bought a bunch of litecoin at like 95 dollars. so i'm starting in the hole which is is probably unfair so to what me. i should probably do is just buy a bunch of litecoin and so we're even and then decide <laughs> what to do with it that's no, actually no buy a lot much litecoin because i already have a big gain on you yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm already i'm already in the hole on this but mm. we'll let you know when we start that meanwhile download the eToro app it's so easy to do we're saying goodbye to coinbase we're saying goodbye to robin hood u.s citizens can now use e- eToro and trade 15 cryptocurrencies with the addition mm-hmm. of tezos and when you open your account and fund it with just fifty dollars in dirty fiat and buy any of the cryptos they're fifty dollars worth you can get bad coin socks from us. It's our gift to you. And here's what you do. You go to badco.in forward slash eToro. It's spelled E-T-O-R-O in case phonetically it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Badco.in forward slash eToro. Try eToro, create an account, and get your bad coin socks. Yeah. And best of all, you can connect with 11 million other eToro traders from around the world. It's a very social trading platform, and you can gain a lot of knowledge from a lot of folks out there who are doing trading, and you can ask them questions and connect with traders. And it's really cool. And uh, if you want some bad coin socks, that's what you do badco.in forward slash eToro, and then take a screenshot, email it to us at bad. What is it? What is our? What is it's our all email? there on the page. Bad crypto podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's after two years. I forgot what our email that is. That's great. Great job, Travis. What's your name? Oh, you got your My name. name you got your name Johnson. right, Travis Wright. Meanwhile, down in South America, 60 Latin American banks can now use Bitcoin 
for cross-border payments. So even in the season of what is seemingly really bad news in the economy and a Bitcoin price that we don't know where the bottom is, blockchain marches on. It's a fad, Mr. Jolcom. <laughs> it's tulips. Yep, it's tulips. There it is. So uh, Bantotal is a core banking service provider in Uruguay that provides services over 60 different financial institutions across 14 different countries. Estimated 20 million people using Bantotal uh, money management services can now use Bitcoin for cross-border payments. So they don't have to take that big hit and the big percentage that people do. Whenever they uh, use those remittances, for, you know, and sending money from country to country, typically that can be a big chunk of change when you're trying to send money. So now they're allowing them to send, use Bitcoin. That's good bad news mm -hmm. from South America. And meanwhile, swoop over to the other side of the world. <laughs> Bullet train, Concorde so jet. Fast. And, so fast. And now we're in China. And according to China's central bank, they are near the launch of their own digital currency. Don't know what it's going to be called, but they are definitely building their own currency that they are going to be using. And I'm assuming that eventually it would be used, you know, nationwide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So over the past weekend in China at an event, uh, the deputy director of payments unit at the People's Bank of China, Mu Changchun, uh, he said that researchers have been hard at work since last year to complete the systems needed to support the digital yuan offering, the U or the Y-U-A-N, the yuan. So they're going to create a digital version of that. And you know what? I would not be surprised if more and more countries create digital versions of their fiat currency. I think that when this particular phase of, of, of money goes away, Digital assets are going to be here to stay, mm -hmm. and more and more countries are going to create the digital country version of their fiat currencies. When these assets go away, digital currency will be, be here, here to stay. stay, and they're going to win the day, if I might say, hey, hey. Hey, hey. What? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so they're not the only ones. As long as we're on the other side of the world, New Zealand has ruled that it is legal to receive income in Bitcoin, and it is, of course, taxable because that is what nations do. They confiscate a portion of your uh, legally or illegally earned income. We're going to assume that our New Zealand Kiwi friends are earning their income legally, but uh, now you can do that. And Just Bitcoin a reminder, if you go down under down in New Zealand, they have the right to check into your devices. They can look and see if you got crypto on your phone, right? Which is why I would never travel with, you know, I, I have a second phone. Mm -hmm. And there's some countries that if you go to, don't carry your, your wallets with you. Bring another, a second device. Totally worth it to have a second device so you don't have to deal with that nonsense. Even a third device, like a device for your device for your device. That's, that's shenanigans. That is an invasion of privacy. I don't like it. All right, Mr. Travis Wright, what do we got here in altcoin news? It appears that Ripple is in the news, our buddy Brad Garlinghouse, who was on the show way, 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 way back ago. And I say yeah. way, way back. It's like, I don't know, a year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they have a lot of different investments, a lot of things going on, but they've just had a $30 million partnership with MoneyGram in June. And Welcome I to MoneyGram. <laughs> For dollar bills, press one. For Thomas Jefferson, two dollar bills, press two. For crypto assets, press three. 
For yeah. kiss my assets, press four. <laughs> so apparently, what they did was they they purchased a ten percent stake in MoneyGram, and uh, yeah, so they're going to increase their investments as well. So MoneyGram is starting to use the X Rapid protocol, the liquidity product from Ripple, and that's a pretty big deal because. If anybody's ever had to use MoneyGram to send somebody money, you know, you, you, you get a big fee with that. And so maybe this will cut down on some fees. I'm not sure. Probably not. There's got to be. Why would MoneyGram want to eliminate all of its fees and profits? Probably not. So I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about this, but uh, the Ripple CEO seems to think it's a really big deal. Well, he thinks everything they do is a big deal. That's true. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, it appears that Mr. Mike Tyson has entered the building and uh, Mike, we want to we want to interview you. This is a really big deal here because you are headlining this article in Cointelegraph that says you have chosen blockchain for your new venture. Could you please tell us, Mr. Tyson, what is Fight to Fame? So you know, as a seasoned fighter, I want to mentor future generations, uh, especially future Asher stars, and and make sure that there's a path to career success and fair comp- compensation. So building on this global platform for them is a passion of mine. This is about wealth de- uh, degeneration for the masses. <laughs> degeneration. Mm, but but back for the masses to participate and be stakeholders. It's a win-win, and everybody likes to win. If you don't like to win, too bad, I'll punch you in your face. <laughs> or bite your ear off. <laughs> so Fight to Fame is going to use blockchain tech to underpin a new multi-pronged platform that aims to catapult aspiring fighters to success via social media, reality TV, film games, live matches, and betting. And Mr. Tyson is the founder and chairman of the Sports and Competition Committee for Fight to Fame. And so, uh, Mr. Tyson, we we wish you the best here in in, uh, bringing blockchain adoption. You got to be really careful with the cryptos because, you know, Floyd Mayweather, he he has some problems. But hopefully we solve all of them and we're able to do this fight thing right so people don't get punched in the face by me. (laughs) Or have their ears bitten off. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Mr. My Mike, condolences. Still, still a legend, uh, regardless of um, his propensity. Hey, check to- out my other show. Uh, uh, what is it? Boxing, uh, hot boxing with Mike Tyson. We get stoned all day long, and we talk about stuff. <laughs> In our final That's story, a real show hot boxing with Mike Tyson. Hot boxing with Mike yeah, Tyson. Yeah, yeah. They just they're getting they're getting stoned in a really small area, and so the stony smoke gets really huge. It's pretty funny. Oh my gosh! Our last story of the day is from CoinDesk.com. Apparently, a small bank in New York City has started doing business with crypto firms, and they are now um, giving Bitcoin to its entire staff. Well, I don't know that they're giving them bitcoin maybe they're paying them in bitcoin but uh, that's you know that's pretty cool yeah okay. those are taking steps to make the make sure that the regular when the regulatory environment becomes more crypto friendly they don't have a lot of catching up to do and so they this bank is doing what they can to diversify their product offering and their customer mix by entering into the crypto space there it is more banks more companies more countries entering the blockchain space folks That's good news. In the midst of bad news and also good news, a five-star review, uh, it's so bad, it's good. This show is so bad, it's good. If you're interested in learning about cryptocurrency, blockchain, Bitcoin, altcoins, and staying up to date on the news, and you like to laugh at bad dad jokes, this is the show 
for you. Yes. I would like to ask you, if you are just now listening to this show and you have not subscribed, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you use because Apple really likes subscriptions. And if you subscribe, it shows Apple and the other podcast platforms that you really, really like us. And it helps our rankings and it helps new people find us and it helps us help them to stay bad. Help me to help you to help me to help you. By the way, I discovered something here at the uh, podcast movement, the pod bean app, mm-hmm. which occasionally will get notified that we get reviewed on. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, people that listen on iTunes on iOS devices, but there's a lot of you that listen elsewhere. Yeah. And I like, think it was like 64% of all people listen to podcasts on Apple. Right. But the rest of you that don't, well, you can't necessarily write an iTunes review. But if you download the Podbean app, this is the place for every, they're trying to be the location for all the others, mm-hmm. right? Write your reviews here and they will broadcast these reviews to all these other platforms. So um, we would really love to see those of you take a moment, download the Podbean app um, and go to Bad Crypto Podcast and and write your review for us there. And we'll give you some special shout outs. Like it'll come with a hug. Mm -hmm. You won't just get a shout out. We'll hug you from where we are. So there you have it. Thanks again for listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We love you guys so much. We're going to hug you no matter where you are right now. Everybody get ready for one big hug. You ready, Trav? Put your arms around everybody. I didn't say go to the bathroom. I said hug them. I'm doing a big bear hug. Oh my gosh, everybody stay bad! I really depreciate the time I had with you guys today. Stay, stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.